This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the first indoor track meet of 2023. Well, let's be honest. It's uh, happened a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. We're just now getting to it. Well, technically, it was the first meet of the 2023 season. Back, it was kind of back in uh, 2022, though. It was, but the season. The season, yes. It's, it's odd. Have we ever done this before, where we've talked about a track and field meet for the 23 indoor season happening in 2022? Well, this is the first year that we've had 2023, so I'm going to go with no. no what, what I'm saying is the previous year, you knew what I was saying. You're just Did I? Me, you were just egging me on. The previous year, I don't, my point is I don't think we've had an indoor meet happen yeah. before the holidays before. I agree. This is the first like early meet that I think we've been to, or at least that we've been to since we have been doing the podcast. Since the, the, since that's kind of what I was getting at. Obviously, I'm sure it's happened before in the history of Auburn Athletics. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like Brenda Kaigan one time went and did some, uh, competed in long distance. And maybe that's it. Maybe this is the first time we've taken more than one or two individuals. Granted, we only took a few, a right. handful, but it was still more than one or two. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a new era of track and field and cross country. For Auburn Athletics with a new head coach, a new way of doing things, a new mindset. So try new things. We're just going to have to get used to at least doing, I guess, a meet before the holidays now. I do love some the opportunity for things to be new. Not that there was anything wrong right. with the old way. I just, I like a fresh start and I like seeing some changes happen. Mm. So I really like that this meet that happened back December 8th in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, like that they took specifically the throwing team. I'm going to come back to that Oshkosh thing in just a second. But let me let me say this more serious thing, a more poignant thing. Uh, I always reference Andy Burcham doing his podcast where he you know, obviously interviews the head coaches somewhat on a weekly basis, depending on how they're what's going on in their season, stuff like that. Just listen to him and Coach Leroy Burrell. Uh, do their discussion this week. And I think he he gives a good insight to how we are going through a culture change. But that doesn't mean that the culture before was wrong. It's just a new coach yep. likes to do way do his thing this way. New people being brought in. He talked a lot about how they had to go fill out the roster a little bit more, meaning not necessarily that we didn't have the people that we needed, but just the way he wants to do things. Went and found some more talent to add to what was already here. So it's just something that we're all going to have to, you know, get used to as he kind of sets his ground. And this is, listen, this is the same thing that goes on when we bring in a new football coach, bring in a new volleyball coach. Every coach, when they come in, want to kind of start ushering in this new age and new way of doing things. Now that I'm done being serious, can we just address that this thing's called Oshkosh? Well, it's a city. I know, but it's funny. You don't know about Oshkosh, Wisconsin? I had to you. That is, yeah. You really? Yeah. This is the thing. Like, you knew about this. This is a this is a real city, well, Oshkosh. I, I, I'm not saying that they made it up, but I you, really knew about it. How did you know about it, dude? I don't know. Probably television. <laughs> I, I find it hard to believe that you knew about it. I don't know why. I don't know how to tell you that I knew it, but I did. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. You're very convincing <laughs> about that. It's just, you know, listen. So the funny thing too is this is indoor season. You got to remember because people hear, oh, you went up and did a track meet in Wisconsin in the winter. It's indoor, but also it was the beginning of winter. 
It's not like January Jessica, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin n- winter basically never ends. I'm just. I mean, kidding. that's true. It's like nine months out of the year. I listen. But, we know that's not true. I've got family in Wisconsin. I'm just. And also, fun. Wisconsin has that largest water park thing, which is so weird. Oh, but anywho, so anyway, we're not here to talk about water parks. Let's also talk about hold this. the phone. Isn't the University of Wisconsin in Oshkosh? No, it's in Madison. That. <laughs> Oshkosh and Madison. The exact same thing in Jessica. That's Brooke. basically the same. M and O are close to each other in the alphabet. I honestly, we need to get off this tangent, but I, when I saw this in our notes, when you prepared them for the week, I was like, is she made a mistake? Is she thinking about the old, Did like, I? Did I make a mistake? Kids Did you check? clothing store, I think is what it was, or shoe store. Okay, so Oshkosh Bagosh is very difficult to say, first of all. Yes, it is. And second of all, it was probably named after Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oh my gosh, Oshkosh, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about this University of Wisconsin early bird invitational. Yes. Well, and we should set the precedent at how this track and field season is going to go. For those of you that may be new, we'll start off each meet by giving you guys the highlights, and then we will go through the rest of them as we go, because the main thing is we want you guys, every time we go through this very long list sometimes of results, to take away the big highlights, the big things that happened in that. Yeah, we're not quite ready for that, though. Kyle is so excited about our results that he wants to jump the gun and get there. But before we get to some results, let's talk about the throws, Coach. Let's do it. Because you've talked about Leroy Burrell, but the kind of the, I guess the highlight of this meet would be Pat Ebel. Mm-hmm. He's the throwing coach. What? So he is the one who is actually coaching them day in and day out. Right. With Coach Burrell, obviously, being the ultimate coach, the leader, you know, having oversight. But Coach Ebel is the one that trains these athletes day and, in and day out. And Coach Ebel was a holdover from the previous regime. He was here. And at the, I'm guessing it was his son, Eric Ebel, who was here. I feel like that has to be true. It's, they're at least related. I mean, it's not Are like, they it's not, or are you saying that? Listen, it's not like Smith, okay? It, this is a very unique name, I mean, Ebel. that's true. That's just, true. I feel like I can go out on that limb and so I won't fall. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? The coaching or the son? Like, did he become a throw coach because his son became a thrower? Or did his son become a thrower because his dad was a throwing coach? I'm, mm. I'm so... Con- I, no, it's not even a good mm. question. I'm just so lost. That's where we went on that. But It's like, okay, does Hugh Freeze's son become a football player? Hugh Freeze has three daughters. Mm. That's tough. That's tough. That's, that's, that's her. I, hate, I hated to mm. see you go out on that mm. limb and fall off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bring you back around to Pat Ebel coaching up the throws team. He does a great job, and I'm glad that he is uh, our throwing coach now. <laughs> she's, she's giving me the eyes over here now. Anyway, back to this meet, the early bird invitational, Kyle. Very early. It was Or would it be late early. because well, it was in December? Also, you just have to think, when did these kids have their finals? Because was this after finals or before finals? Because uh, that stinks. I think this happened that window between finals and the holidays. Because usually the finals are like that second week of December, usually in most colleges. Well, December 8th would be the second week, ding dong. Well, it, 
it's it's the window of not necessarily anyway yes so i'm just gonna assume that kids were done with finals yes and then they travel up to the snowy land of wisconsin but stay inside to do their throws praise the lord because it's indoor so like kyle mentioned before with indoor track and outdoor track my favorite even though we love all the tracks we will discuss the highlights at the beginning because as the track season gets on, you will see there will be quite a few events to discuss. This time, we're lucky that there's only a few because it was just our throwing team that was here. Yep. But we'll discuss the highlights and then go through all the results. So for this meet, um, the athletes that competed earned three first place finishes and five personal records. Ooh, you threw that in there for me, right? The three goals, just to mention that. Because that's the thing, is I, I value the medals, you value the PRs. And I value the PRs, because I don't personally care how you rank against others. I care about how you rank against yourself. And are you improving yourself every week? Yes. Boom. You're a I, winner in I, my book. I care about the bling. That's what I'm about. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the only reason that I truly don't care. Now, this meet had a lot of competition, so it is important. But some meets you go to are very small. So, Kyle, there are some meets, if I go out and I compete against you in the 400 meter, I'm going to win. And I'm going to get the gold. And that is useless because you and I are not athletes. So. Dust assume too many things. I'm just saying. That's why a PR, a PR is worthwhile regardless of how many athletes you're competing against. A gold medal is only worthwhile if there's more than one athlete in the event. I wasn't arguing. I was just saying I like the bling bling. That's all. Just tell us some important things. <laughs> All right. So on, we'll go into a few more highlights here. Mara Hewalt won the women's shot put by throwing nearly two meters farther than the second place finisher. If you've been following us, if you've been following this track and field team for a while, that should not surprise you. Mara Hewalt is one of our stalwart throwers and has done Did a great- Did you say a Star Wars thrower? Stalwart. Stalwart. Like oh, I heard you say Star firm Wars. Firm foundation. Like- it's like, I don't know what Star Wars has to do with Good. throwing. Yes, Star Wars. We brought everything else into the show. Why not Star Wars at this well. point? May the Force be with you. Um, she also <laughs> threw a PR in the women's weight throw with a toss of 20.67 meters. Maddie Malone, not a shocker here, also won the women's weight throw. Wait, what do you mean she also won the women's weight throw? Well, I'm just... She I, did win the women's... She's the only winner of the I, women's weight throw. I was throw. just saying, like, on also on Why top of that... Why don't you stick the script? I spent a lot wins. of time on these notes. Read what the notes say. I was just saying that don't on top of words. the other wins that we had there. Okay. I'll just be over here if you need me. Okay. Kyle Brown, not Kyle Loomis. Kyle Brown won the men's weight throw with a PR of 21.84 meters. Then Kyle Moisson placed third in the weight throw with a PR. And he got a PR in the men's shot put and placed second overall. You know, I, I enjoy, even though this is a very short, we don't have a lot to talk about this week, just a meat full of throws. Like I know. I, I knew you would love I, this I, because I love you love the throwing. I, I mean, because why not? What, what? How does it get any better than that? You just go over to an event and you just say, hey, I'm going to throw this thing. And listen, I know it's more complicated than that. Trust me. I yes, know. Yes, obviously. But that, that's just me, the layman here saying, you know, like, that's just awesome. You just went somewhere and you just said, you know what? I'm going to throw this javelin. You know what? I'm going to throw this weight. You know what? I'm going to throw this other thing. Shot put discus. Shot put discus, all that stuff. So that's just awesome. So what is your favorite throwing event? Um, so let me, let me make sure I get them right. My shot put is right there in your shoulder and you push it out like that. After you spin weight throw, you spin with the barrel or the, the thing on the chain. Um, and then javelin, javelin. I mean, come on. I know, javelin's <laughs> my favorite. It's kind of like, it's, I don't it's know. a little or danger the, in it. Or the discus. The discus is so dangerous. It's but like a weighted is, frisbee that they're just launching across that field. But the discus to me like scares me more than the yeah. javelin. 
Like, uh, I just, yeah. Except I, you could be impaled by a javelin. And I've, I've watched it happen, like, on, on a replay. There's there's replays where somebody at an event's been impaled and they still survive, like, it hit them in their shoulder. That's good. Now we're, we got real graphic here on the so show. So, also, speaking of things that are completely not relevant to this podcast, yes. didn't Mrs. Trunch, Trunchbull throw the weight throw? Who's that? Or was she shot put? Matilda? Sorry, I Miss Trunchbull? Sorry, I only, you know, watch and read. Somebody, Lord have mercy. Again, what does this have to do with with track and field? Weight throw. I said Miss Trunchbull threw the weight, the, or maybe she was shot put. I don't know. I got to look this up. Coming back. Coming back to the important Auburn athletes. Yes. So that's all your highlights there. Let's start with some men because men think they rule the world. Yes, they do. So this is all your results that we're going to be talking about here. All right, we'll start with the men's weight throw. Kyle Brown, as we've already talked about, won the whole dang thing out of 18 competitors with that 21.84 meter PR throw. And also Kyle Moisson, the Kyle's dominance continues as it should be. That third place finish, 19.98 meters and the PR. Also, Eric Ebel, who we're assuming is the son to Coach Ebel, uh, or at least related. Fourth overall, right behind Kyle Moisson, 19.58 meter throw for him. Men's shot put, Kyle Moisson, second overall, just shy of that gold. 18 competitors, 15.95 meters. And then we also had Eric Ebel in this as well. Seventh place overall, 14.57 meters with... A PR, PR, as Jessica loves to point out. Good job, good job. So for the women, we had the women's weight throw, Maddie Malone placing first place, like we discussed, out of 29 competitors with a throw of 21.6 meters. Mar Hewalt coming in with that silver medal with a PR of 20.67 meters. So really, it's so interesting to me, too, to see. So for weight throw, the men had 18 competitors, women had 29. Yep. I mean, that's almost a third more athletes right yeah uh i'm doing a quick math in my head yeah almost that'd be more than that'd be about 33 percent more yeah uh, don't, don't don't let me do math you know this yeah kyle don't okay. let me do math on the so for women's shot put it was mar hewalt that got a gold medal out of 23 athletes with a throw of 16.32 meters so obviously at least the events that auburn was competing in the bigger field was for the women and the smaller field was for the men. Doesn't mean that the competition was any less. No. Just more people to fight against. But it's no shock that Maddie Malone and Mara Hewalt are at the top of those lists in their respective events. It's not. But it's also not shocking that the Kyles yes. were up at the front. And that Eric was right behind them, too. Like, we've watched these athletes for multiple seasons now. And it's really nice, too, that we got to see a meet where the five of them, five, one, two, three, four, yep, five, were specifically highlighted. Yep. I, I love that. Well, and they talked about this week on Andy Burcham's podcast about how, you know, much has been inherited by Coach Burrell in this weights team right now. Yep. And with the weight coach, and you understand why he was retained from Coach Ralph Spry's yep. staff. So that's a good area to start with, especially with Leroy Burrell being a sprints guy, as he was a sprinter himself. Exactly. And that's going to be his... I won't say he's the head coach, so his the whole thing's his focus. But of course, every coach has got their tendencies. I mean, well, it's obvious. I mean, it's like right. an orchestra. Right. You're you're gonna favoritism, not favoritism, but you're gonna understand Your area of expertise. Yes, exactly. Great way to put it. Yes. So Kyle while would we're... be an oboe. Is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sorry for all you oboe players <laughs> out there. What a shot off the bow to the oboe players. <laughs> anyway, even though this is a short meet and long time ago in a galaxy far far away was it was it 
performed, not performed, participated in. Um, we're happy to have this season getting started. But here in, in our defense of podcasting, first of all, there were the holidays. But second of all, this gives us an opportunity to look forward to another track and field meet literally one week after this. That's, well, by, by the time they're hearing it, it'll like be two days, three days from happening. Well, I was giving you a little grace, but here we are. Kyle calling himself out. So Friday the 13th. Auburn will be competing in the Clemson Invite in Clemson, well, that, South Carolina. That's just unfortunate. Yep. Friday the 13th. Starting off the year with Friday the 13th. That's, Literally. That's, and you got to go to Clemson, the Auburn with a lake. Well, it could be worse. That's true. It, it, is, could be going it is Auburn Carolina. with a lake. That's in South Carolina. No, no, no. The University of South Carolina. Okay, now I understand. I don't mean the state. Listen, we know Jeez. about my struggles are with math. Your struggles are with geography. Okay, at least I knew Oshkosh, Wisconsin was a real thing. And, you know, let me just say this, folks. She doesn't know where Seattle was. Yes, I Seattle. So that's all we have for tonight's show before Kyle is mean. Live from Seattle, Oregon. We really appreciate y'all. And... Truly look forward to the indoor track and field season for Auburn. This is yep. going to be an awesome season with the new head coach and just a lot of great things to come. Yep. So, War Eagle. Excited for that inaugural season with the new coach, War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.